to you guys starts in 3, 2, 1. Uh, who's doing the intro this week? Please not me. Please, I know it's me, I know it's my turn, but please God. <laughs> what do you, what's even the name of our podcast? <laughs> Hi everybody and welcome to Robots Into Guys, a uh, queer fuck, okay give me a second. A queer fuck. Hi everybody, welcome to Robots and the Guys, a queer reading of the Transformers uh, TV show from Generation 1 to Generation Now. We get started into episode 6. What was the name of this episode? Or does it have a name? I don't remember the name, I just remember that the fir- the picture on the thumbnail was... Uh, it, it, does, it does have a name. Um, hold on, let me pull it up. I just remember the picture on the thumbnail being Megatron's face and then it says like villain over it enemy the enemy the anti-decepticon propaganda what i would pay for a framed poster of megatron's portrait that says the enemy (laughs) just just with his big gnarled face uh divide and conquer is the name of this one ah okay not not an interesting title (laughs) it isn't i mean roll for it was uh, was downright insulting so this is a step <laughs> up oh uh, okay so uh we'll do intro yeah okay hey what's up everybody i'm claire from the bon appetit test kitchen i'm jordan hi i'm Gigi, and i'm transforming and rolling for my life <laughs> hi i'm david and i got a, a love bot of me hey you have one i guess <laughs> That's a full one. That's a one. It has nothing to do with anything. That's a full one, yeah. That's a one. That's, I did a one? You did a one. Good job. Alright, podcast over, right? Like, that's it? That was it. That was, the goal of this podcast was for you to make a joke. And I did one. You did one. Uh, A skeleton walks into a bar. And asks for a beer and a mop. Anyways. Shit, he's out of control. <laughs> you want two jokes now? I got him in. I snuck him in. Anything I on- you want to bring to the Midnight Society? <laughs> I honestly don't know how I feel about Decepticon propaganda. Like, seriously. Like, I didn't like that. They're fascists, David. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess wow. it is. Okay, end of discussion. I'm just saying, I don't like. Uh. Oh. I don't like any sort of, like, en- just enemy propaganda. Does that make any sense? They are the enemy. I, it's, <laughs> I guess it's so the humans in the lab can, like, identify the Decepticons, but then again, if there's just, a, like, a giant robot with um, not so friendly colors, that's probably. Probably the bad one. Anyways, chips in this one. Chips, I didn't expect to see Chip in this one again. I didn't didn't expect to see Chip again. I didn't expect to see Chip working for uh, the industrial arms industry. Oh, God. Working for for military-grade weaponry? What? Oh. And you brought in Chip Chase, boy genius. Boy genius, Jimmy Neutron, Chip Chase. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get right, into that's three. What? All right, that's three. You got. 
I just get a joke counter in the upper left-hand corner of the video. This is this is an audio medium. That joke doesn't work. What? I don't think I'm subtracting one of your three for <laughs> I'm down back to two. You're back to two. All right, jumping right into Starscream in this episode, because I love him in this one. He just... He's looking... He's just immediately looking for his daddy's approval, isn't he? Mm-hmm. For Megatron's approval. Absolutely. Um, and he's also, uh, being the bratty sub, uh, we know and hate. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in the final confrontation with Megatron and Optimus, and then he just flies down going, how unfortunate. This entire episode, Megatron and Starscream act like they've been going to couples counseling, and it's making their relationship worse. <laughs> <laughs> Star Scream is so fucking savage at the end. He's incredibly savage, he but so shady. But they're not like hitting each other anymore. And they're like, when they're talking, they're like, I think the smart thing to do would be to attack. And then Megatron's like, Yes, darling, but I'm not doing that. We're communicating like Jim told us to. Meanwhile, Star screams out with the boys, and he's like, I should be the one running things. Or like how like he's... Like a drag race contestant giving, like, a talking head. Yeah. However, he's, like, still, like... On that phone... I can't get over that phone call with Megatron where he's just like, Don't I deserve some yes. approval? <laughs> yeah. Like, now, our therapist Jim told you to tell me more about your feelings. Positive reinforcement. Darling. And it's just making them more at each other's throat. I'm well, trying to be better about it. Well, Megatron, like, he literally turns his back on Starscream to focus on his... The true he, love. He's trying to make long distance work with Shockwave. Um... He's really trying, and it's just... It's almost Shockwave's... kind of pathetic. Shockwave's got... <laughs> it's like Shockwave knows that Megatron's his boss, but Shockwave's got a whole planet to run, so it seems like he's not picking up the phone as much. <laughs> no, and he's he's being even more, like, clinical about things now. He's like, uh... I'm sending you the coordinates. <laughs> Things not working out with Starscream, you keep calling, huh? <laughs> I'm not letting the marriage counseling thing go. The marriage counseling not going well. You seem to be calling more and more. Shockwave was being was so bitchy that he gave them like symbolic coordinates, and Megatron was like, "Can we get a visual on that?" Please? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. It's it's probably the most verbally catty episode between Starscream and Megatron that we have so far. Actually, maybe the most verbally catty episode we have between everyone. I so would far. say it's the cattiest, but this isn't the most tense we've seen the no. conversations be. Um, we'd have to look to episodes two or three uh, for for that. Um, Things but... look really bleak for the Autobots in this one. Yeah. For most of the episode. I mean, Daddy is out of commission. Did you notice how... Uh, Prime is protective Daddy. Prime is... I wrote in my notes that this episode's really enforcing that, like, uh, that uh, Prime is mother, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, did you notice how 
just how worried Megatron was when he heard that Optimus was down for the count. <laughs> when they're like, we got Optimus, and he's like, you did? Are you sure? <laughs> I gotta go send a spy to make sure. <laughs> oh, speaking of a spy, it's time for another uh, episode of Chichi's <laughs> Wild Kingdom. at the animal activity for each Transformers episode. Gigi, what was, what was, uh, what were, what were Laserbeak and Ravage up to, uh, here? Uh, Megatron called Laserbeak out in this one to spy on the Autobots, like, check out what was going on with Prime, and he was pretty abusive to Laserbeak, and I was really unhappy. Laserbeak did a really good job, and he's actually a very brave boy, unlike what Megatron said. And he was so good at sneaking, and he, he it's because of him that Optimus nearly died. So I think that uh, Megatron should con- take that into consideration and treat him with a little more respect. Hey, also, doesn't Megatron miss with his arm cannon when trying to shoot... Bumblebee when he's try- when Bumblebee's fighting Ravage and he hits Ravage with his arm cannon. Yeah. <laughs> and Spike calls Ravage a bad kitty, which is really mean. The animals just got it hard this episode, huh? I like to imagine that Spike and Ravage have this special um, love-hate relationship where they Spike really just wants to be with him and for him to be his kitty, but he is such a bad kitty. <laughs> he really is a bad kitty. Now, 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 Gigi, are we talking like a sort of Beastars kind of thing here, where like <laughs> the, the 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 kid with two legs gets get, gets it on with the with the animal that's also a machine? <laughs> uh, I haven't seen Beastars yet. I haven't seen Beastars either. I'm just going off of what uh what all the what all the good furries on the internet have been. <laughs> I've not seen Beastar Beastars. What is it? It's um, it's it's the new furry anime. <laughs> is that the thing with the rabbit? Yeah. Oh. There's a rabbit and like a wolf. Yeah. Are they in love? I don't know. Um, the rabbit does almost go, does almost blow the wolf. Yeah. Oh, nice. Is it just sick? I gotta watch this. Is it just sexy furry? Uh. Zootopia. It's not just sexy furry Zootopia. Also, Zootopia. Well, Zootopia is actually not even that sexy. That's for children. What about them tigers at the end, though? <laughs> the only good one is like uh, is the gazelle voiced by Shakira. That's the one good one. <laughs> uh, I'm leaving this part in. Any final um, final wrap up notes for Gigi's Wild Kingdom? Um, I wrote down that Laserbeak was, like, Malfoy, but he ain't a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> He's charged with, like, killing the head honcho, and he fucking does it. He does it? He uh, doesn't really want to. He's a he bird. Yeah, he just wants to fly free on the seas. Be a seagull, eat hot dogs. Be a weird, blocky seagull. <laughs> Live in his daddy's chest. I guess it's not a... I was disappointed that Soundwave didn't speak up for him. Didn't say a thing this episode. Um, I will say... Soundwave's silence is deafening. (laughs) 
It's not an animal, but we do see Rumble this episode. Oh, do we? <laughs> we, got, we, got, we got quite a bit of Rumble here. So you want to rumble with Rumble, eh? <laughs> oh, is that going to be your, uh, Wheeljack off to it later? I uh, know, we got to save it. Well, well, speaking of Wheeljack, uh... Oh my god. Bruh. Well, okay. We, did Wheeljack and Optimus, like, get it on, like, back on Cybertron? There was, there was a, I wrote in my notes, uh, that ain't even subtext. That hand grab between them and Optimus. Yo! The way he grabs him instinctively. Yeah. Just like, Wheeljack. Like, he's the first person he calls for. And here's the thing, Ratchet is also there. Ratchet's the doctor! Yes. Ratchet does stay with Wheeljack to protect. They're really um, cute working together. Prime's useless corpse. <laughs> Prime's useless gross body. God, it's so disgusting the way it's <laughs> laying there with no energy I, running through it. I think he's getting fat. <laughs> I think he's getting, I think he's putting on too much cyber food. God. <laughs> Too many cubes. Too many cubes. Uh, but it is cute, uh, Wheeljack. And when uh, they uh, put the Energon cubes on the space bridge, it was actually just going straight into Optimus's tummy. <laughs> Wheeljack and uh, Ratchet working on Prime is actually pretty cute. Also, do you find like? Do you find, like, the idea of, like, Optimus, who's usually this super strong, like, leader type, don't you think there's something kind of alluring about him just sort of, like, sitting, like, sitting this one out, like, being a little helpless? A little bit. I mean, Megatron for sure thinks so, seeing as how he watches him. <laughs> yeah, right? There's, there's something kind of, like, voyeuristically, like, yeah. kinky about it. It is something... Definitely so, where you see almost, like, Megatron drooling over the screen, seeing Prime, like, all spread yeah. out and open. Yeah. He's, like, laid bare. His useless corpse. <laughs> We're seeing under the hood, if you will. Mark it! Three jokes! All right, At the three. end of the episode, Megatron kind of ends up in Prime's position. Where he's run out of energy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And can't even get up. The guy who was fetishizing Prime is... is How the tables have turned, Megatron. <laughs> oh. Um, also, real quick, talking about uh, Prime, we get a moment where uh, Starscream just straight tops just Prime for a second. Just Starscream just jumps right on top of him. And straddles him. And I think it's because this happens right after Megatron not giving Starscream the uh, confirmation that he so dearly needs. So he's like, I'm going to get back at my daddy. I'm going to top his ex. <laughs> I mean, there, there is... There is um, that wouldn't be the only instance of jealousy uh, that we get uh, in this episode. Uh, Bumblebee gets really passive-aggressive towards Chip. Once he finds out that Chip is using a computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, let's talk about Bumblebee, because he continues to just be the biggest himbo, huh? 
You're just the biggest, just dumb fuck, huh? I mean, he's a tiny boy. Um, but yes, his... He's a tiny boy, he's got a smaller brain. <laughs> he's, t- he's tiny, and he's, and he's obviously the young gun of the group, but good golly, is he just like... Is he really just there to be eye candy at this Man, point? Man, is he dumber than a sack of hammers. Mm-hmm. He basically calls Chip hot. He does, what was it? It's, I Chip, wrote you and Teletran are some hot team. Yeah. But that was so past aggro, though, don't you think? I took it as being literal. <laughs> it could be taken... He thought the computer was kind of hot, too. Oh, mean, that's interesting. He wants to get into that thruple. I thought he was proud of Chip. I thought it was that since the Teletran was responding so well to him, Bumblebee was jealous because he thought he was the only machine really vibing with him um, in the previous episode. And so now he's like, oh, you just got yourself another machine. And as we... As he lay dying in the acid rain, he's surrounded by three of his friends he's known for a while, and Chip. And he calls out Chip's name. Uh (laughs) Like, literally, father figures are lying there next to him dying. (laughs) Like, Ironhide and Trailbreaker. And instead, he calls out to Chip. (laughs) Regarding the acid rain, did you find the Rainmakers, like, kind of good looking? Well, the Rainmakers... Yeah, actually. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the Rainmakers are, um... Yeah. Sorry, I was about to go into Transformers lore, but I stopped myself. No, what are their names? Well, I know one's called Sunspot, Acid Storm, and I don't remember the third one. Acid Storm. Wait, is it... Sick. Is it Acid Storm, or is it Acid... It's something Acid. Acid Storm. Um, he's the green one. (laughs) That's a beautiful shade of green. Yeah, they're... They actually, in the most recent set and... This is going to get cut. But in the most recent set of Transformers, they released the Rainmakers as a thru- as a Thruple set that you can buy. Oh, Hell yeah, Thruple, that. gang, gang. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Get with yeah. all of them. You're already swinging, baby. Because they are unlike the other Seekers, which are, you know, the group we saw earlier. Mm. Um, they're just, they're, they're just one color. Like, Starscream and his gang each have, like, two or three colors, but the Rainmakers are just, like, all green. <laughs> yeah. There's something kind of, like, it's like that feeling that you get, like, when you see, like, someone, like, some, like a really hot person, like, wear a jumpsuit or something. It's like, wow, there's a uniformity of style there, and it looks, it, it fits them well. Do you think the Seekers on Earth, that being uh, Starscream and his crew, wish they could pull off what the Rainmakers have? Absolutely. I feel like they're hindered by the multicolored thing to the point where, like, there are certain colors that don't make sense in their scheme. Like, why all the yellow highlights on a lot of the Decepticons? The yellow doesn't look good on them, and it doesn't look good with any of their chosen color schemes. The red and gray and the black of Starscream does not work well with the yellow highlights, and neither does the yellow work on uh, Soundwave on his, with his blue and white scheme. So... I think there could be a bit of a love triangle going on with between Spike, Chip, and Bumblebee. Yeah. But the three of them together was really cute, and I enjoyed that. I like... Two boys taking a ride. Mm-hmm. My... In the back of that bee. 
in the two bag of big old dummies and Chip Chase Boy Genius. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote down Spike finally proves he's literate by referencing Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. Queer icon. Oh. Uh, uh, no, they. I like. Just another example of Bumblebee being a real just. just idiot is. <laughs> When they're driving in the car and uh, Chip and Spike are like worried about Optimus dying and they're like tearing up and they're like, what if he doesn't make it? This is, this is, he took a real beating. It's not looking good. And then Bumblebee's like, oh, come on, guys. He's gonna make it. He's Optimus. And they're like, but he did make it and he is Optimus. I guess you're right. I guess in the end, B was correct. Fumbled his way through being consoling. Yeah. <laughs> Admittedly, it, 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 he kind of struck the wrong note. I a little bit. Oh, <laughs> uh, what else do I got on here? Hold on. Like he was um, still using his outside voice. There is hey, a lit. Yeah. There's a. Oh, sorry. Uh, if you have anything better than the Ironhide cum shot, you can go ahead and say it. I was good. Guys, I shit you not, I completely have, have no clue what you're talking about. Enlighten me, and I can't Fail. believe I've missed this. Ironhide sprays some sticky stuff all over Shockwave and the other guy's feet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Now I remember. <laughs> no, yeah, go into go Go, you two get into it. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it's the first, he, 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 okay, here's the thing. He hasn't been on Cybertron for a hundred years. Um, pretend, uh, right? The, the, the Civil War, there was a hundred year, re there was a hundred year orgy rest, right? No, 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 it wasn't a hundred years, it was two million. Two million years, right. Or something. Yeah, whatever. An extensive period of time since he's been on his home planet, right? Um, gets onto this interplanetary light bridge with all his homies, um... Arrives on, again, his home planet. And what is the first thing he does? He takes a giant gun off the wall, screams liquid nitrogen, and blows his load. <laughs> Which, I will say, leads me to another point of talking about, uh... Another point of talking about Shockwave. When the Autobots are leaving the planet, they cut to that room early, and they show Shockwave being very gentle with the other Decepticons, saying, Don't move, you'll sprain your leg, let me get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's, but that's Shockwave's, like, character, right? He's, he's the mom. He's, yeah, he's so gentle. <laughs> mm -hmm. He's, like, always I worried about him. him. It legitimately makes me go, like, why... Why do I care about this civil war happening on Earth? Just let... I'm fine with Shockwave running it. He seems sweet. Name me a freak like that. <laughs> um, Apparently Cybertron has uh, an atmosphere that's capable of sustaining human life. Oh yeah. Ship's fine. Ship is so, fine. When are we going to get the tourism board up and running? When are we going to get up there? I want to go to Cybertron. I want to be a car. No, that's not how it works. You don't automatically become a car. Automatically. I want to be a car. And now Going it's time for our segment. Cybertron. Segments. 
to be, be a, a car. car. I'm Turn going to a Cybertron. I'm gonna going be a car in space. All right, let's uh, let's uh, let's break for our segments. We're going to do OTP first. That is one Transformers pairing where we pick up uh, two tra- uh, Transformers that we would like to see get it on on Cybertron. Uh, we're going to start with uh, Gigi while they. Uh, actually, David, why don't you go ahead and start? I want to start. Oh. Okay, oh. Uh, Gigi, why don't, why, don't, why don't you start so then uh, David has My more time. My turn. <laughs> okay. Okay. Floor is yours. All right. Of course, I had to pick Prime and Wheeljack. Okay. Just wanted to scoop that one up, huh? <laughs> no, go for it. Um... Yeah, I mean, what more can we say? Yeah, that handhold, man. The way the Prime just reaches out for him. It's t- it's tender, you know. And, and you know, we talk a lot about how we see manual repair as a uh, a shorthand for physical intimacy, um, and I mean that relationship. There's really no better example. Wheeljack isn't necessarily the medic; Ratchet is, but the fact that he is in charge of the mechanical repair means somehow more to mm-hmm. Optimus, right? Because that's where the intimacy comes from. He's almost okay. like he's almost like it's almost like he knows he's putting his life in Ratchet's hands, but it's kind of like he's putting like his recovery in Wheeljack's hands, if that makes any sense. Right. Well, he's putting his his entire selfhood, I think, in the hands mm-hmm. in um in the capable hands of Wheeljack. Yeah. And Wheeljack doesn't let him down. He doesn't leave his side. Do you think Wheeljack is the stable relationship that Prime found after he broke up with Megatron? And it's what he deserves, and Megatron hates seeing it. Oh, I love that canon. That's very good canon, if it wasn't for the fact that we did see him and Ironhide watch a sunset together last time. Wheeljack and Ironhide? No, Optimus and Ironhide. They watched a sunset together, and Ironhide is his second in command. It's well, hey, one Optimus, of those two. Optimus, Optimus could be Polly. He could be Polly. We don't know. He could be Polly. He could, in fact, I would probably stake my bet on it. I mean, he's, he, he, he is like the leader of this group, and he can't really, he's been hurt so many times before, he can't really just, just saying, like, he, I, maybe he doesn't feel he can really settle down with one person right now. Yeah, absolutely. We're dealing with a lot on Earth. Yeah. Shit's rocky. Um, and maybe Quite literally, what, yes. But um, <laughs> maybe part of what we're seeing in Wheeljack is that he definitely feels among the people he's with a real strong connection with Wheeljack. We all good? Yeah, no, I'm just I'm just basking in in their in the light of their love. Uh, David, <laughs> why don't why don't you go ahead? Uh, what's your who's your OTP this week? Okay, my OTP does involve Ironhide. <laughs> okay. Uh, and it's it's got to be Ironhide and Trailbreaker. Okay, speak on that. They're just thrust into the leadership position, aren't they? They're really just like specifically Ironhide, but also Ironhide like almost seems to like need Trailbreaker by his side as his kind of like silent support almost. Like he takes him on the mission with him. It's Trailbreaker that saves all their lives. And they just really, I, I like this pairing between them because they just seem to be thrust into the same situation. 
even though we never hear much from Trailbreaker, I get that strong kind of like silent type that I think goes with Ironhide's very commanding lead. So you think that uh, because you saw them be feel so simpatico with one another mm-hmm. in a work in work capacity, you could see you could see that translating pretty well to a tra- to a relationship. Yeah, if not if not even that we're seeing maybe the beginnings of a relationship. We usually talk about like the th- being in the throes of a relationship, but mm-hmm. this might be the beginning of one. I mean, they literally almost die together. Oh, in the acid rain. Yeah. Yes. Um, but but there's not really much of a, of a of a connection that they make right in that moment though, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I just think it's just because of them being thrust into very similar situations. I can see something arising there. You think just sort of like like shared experience could help mm-hmm. foster that relationship? Yeah. Okay, I definitely see where you're coming from uh, with that. Um, How about you, Jordan? What do you got for us? My OTP this week is a uh, wheeljack and ratchet. Um, it's um, you know, you know, you know what I'm all about. Uh, by now, I'm all about honest shows of of affection, and I'm all about um, who who makes the best, who makes a great team. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, the personalities that complemented each other best. As much as I was ready to say it was Optimus and Wheeljack, I feel like Optimus is so caught up in being this parental figure that it would be hard for him to give Wheeljack all of the love that Wheeljack really really deserves. But I think both of them working in a care capacity, Ratchet and Wheeljack, I think they can find the time for one another in in not only a work environment, but also, you know, once they once they uh, once there are no more repairs to be done, they can, they, they're clearly fine being these sorts of homebodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like that about them. I think they're really, I, I think it's, I think it's a really beautiful pairing. With Wheeljack being the, uh, the group's kind of like head scientist and, uh, Ratchet being the doctor, they're not, they're, uh, they're two of the, Autobots that aren't in the field all the time. In fact, they're probably back at the base together a lot. Right, and I mean, I guess this is a sort of part of my brand. Like, I like Shockwave, a a, a big a big uh, queen who stays at home, and <laughs> Real Jack and Ratchet are also two big queens who stay at home. Uh, I have a type. <laughs> um, that's some pretty good pairings. Moving on. All right, our next uh, segment is our Auto Crush of the Week. Where we pick the one Transformer that we would like to take home and park right in our parents' garage. Uh, we'll go ahead and, uh, I'll go ahead and start. Uh, David, do you need more time? No, I got one. Okay, uh, in that case I'll start with David. Oh, okay. It's, uh, gonna be Shockwave. I'm stealing your boy this week. Okay, no, I'm, 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 you know, Shockwave is for the people. (laughs) Shockwave is for love. Shockwave works for the people. He really does, because he's been running a whole really planet. Does. <laughs> and he seems to be running it pretty effectively with lo- uh, while losing resources. Anyways, it's just, it's just a call that just that one scene where he's helping out that poor reflector drone get out of Ironhide's sticky gunk, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's just like, okay, now hold still, don't sprain. Don't, you, don't, don't pull, you'll sprain something. 
just kind of reminds me of every time in the past that Shockwave has been so sweet, like when he, like when Megatron shows up accidentally and he's like, Lord Megatron, what's wrong? He's just a real sweetie. He's probably right? the sweetest yeah. person on the Decepticon team. <laughs> That's Which the it... joy of a big queen, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You loved him from moment one. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I knew he was an all-timer from Jump Street. Um, and now, I'm, now everyone else is like vying for second. <laughs> I will say, vying for second this week for me was uh, Ironhide, and that's all I gotta say. Yeah. Okay. I feel okay. I I, I know what you're all about there. Um, it's all about the sex with you. All right. Uh, <laughs> and the command that he all takes. Right. Anyways, um, how about you, Jordan? What you got for us? Yeah. Um. So. Um, it's part of my brand now that I, that I have a thing for the underrated Transformers, uh, which is why my Auto Crush of the Week is Skywarp. Um, one of the, one of the Decepticons, um, kind of a, I would compare to a sort of anti-Sunstreaker or Sideswipe, just because of the relationship with, uh, Thundercrack? Yeah, Thundercracker. Yes, the blue, thund- the blue one. Yes, Thundercracker, the blue one. Thank you. Um, just because I see that parallelism between like these two that don't really go anywhere without one another, but mm-hmm. Skywarp stepped out on his own, uh, shot Optimus right in his right in his big stupid chest, um, teleported. Um, there's just like a bad boy appeal to him, and sure, he probably stays in line when he's with Thundercracker um, following orders, but on his own. And he's kind of a wild card, and I like that about him. Do you want to know another wild card story about uh, Skywarp? Sure. He, and for some reason, in like a 2000s issue of a G.I. Joe comic, um, they were announced that there was going to be a Transformers uh, crossover, mm-hmm. and it, and all it was was that Skywarp and only Skywarp joined up <laughs> joined up with cobra <laughs> right like you i could just tell immediately like a like a tiny black plane like oh like it's got the same appeal as a guy as like a guy in on a motorcycle um obviously it's, not the same sort of allure but i feel like the effect is kind of the same if that makes sense his line as he shows up in the comic is like gi joe's fighting cobra and then he has a he has a teleportation ability that's what makes him so special is he mm-hmm, teleports yeah. in, and he, I think he says the line of something like, uh, my name is Scar- Skywarp of the Decepticons, put down your weapons or be destroyed. <laughs> and he, like, towers wow. over the entirety of G.I. Joe unit. <laughs> God. It's so hot. <laughs> the confidence. Right? <laughs> Alright, uh, Gigi, who is your auto crush of the week? Who wants to guess? Is it Rumble? Is it Rumble? Yeah. It's really not so much about what Rumble does in this one. It's just the fact that he's there. And none of the other ones caught my eye. It's just the way he makes the world rumble. He can tear the po- world the way apart he for makes you. Makes my heart rumble. He would he would pull the part the world apart for you because he can. <laughs> he hey, uh, 
we talk about Rumble a lot because of you. We never talk about how Rumble is probably the most powerful Decepticon with the fact that he can just... Cause an earthquake. Yeah, split the world apart. Split the earth in two. And they had him on guard duty in the last episode. He is a dummy. He's so underutilized. He is a big old dummy, though. But he is an idiot. <laughs> he is... He is Bumblebee of the he Decepticons. He's a little dumb brat. <laughs> I, we all love him. We love a good rumble here. I'm a, look, I've got no hate against uh, against Rumble. Um, I, I think he's I, I think he's some much needed comic relief amongst the Decepticons who can be very self serious. And we all love to laugh. <laughs> we all love to laugh. <laughs> I also definitely enjoyed the uh, dynamic between Starscream and Rumble in this episode. They're they're like best frenemies. Yeah, they're always being like bratty to each other, and I love it. Just two bratty subs like trying to like pretend to be pups. Yeah. It's <laughs> all they have. Exactly. Oh god. One day we need to find a pairing for Rumble. <laughs> Rumble will, will You're looking will at him. <laughs> it's just you? <laughs> this is him? He is me. <laughs> you uh, can't tell, but I'm voguing. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and now it's time for the final segment. We'll jack off to that later, where we pick the single sexiest moment of each uh, Transformers episode, the one that we uh, file right in the incognito tabs. We'll go ahead... I'll, I'll go ahead and start um, this week. Um, I didn't really... I, uh, it was kind of slim pickings for me uh, this week. I get that. Mm -hmm. um, but if I had to pick one, uh, it would be... Um, it would be Optimus's grunts of pain on the operating table. Um, I thought that there was something that was, like, kind of about it? I kind of, I felt like I knew from the moment you first talked about it that it was, your moment was going to be involving Optimus passed out on a table. I couldn't possibly replicate uh, what Optimus's useful corpse grunts sounded like, or why they somehow mimicked the sounds of, like, ideal sex to me. <laughs> but they did! But, but they did. There was something that was, like, it managed to communicate that sort of s sensual helplessness without the use of words. And you know, you know, I like my men to talk not at all. So, <laughs> well, Optimus just baseline has a great voice. I mean, we've we've talked about that since episode one. That the voice is so mellifluous, and that he can even make these grunts of pain still sound like these beautiful, like, pleasure moans. I mean, you know, there's something to, there's something to it. Mm -hmm, for sure. Gen um, Genevieve, do you have yes. something for us? My moment, um, is Optimus tackling Megatron, where he kind of leaps and comes in from the top of the frame. Their wrestle match, yeah. yeah. 
just the display of like pure power that Megatron, not Megatron, the Prime <laughs> has over Megatron. Um, the real, the real yeah. just like wrestling moment. It would turn into just like straight high school wrestling there for a second. I want to be tackled like that, you know? <laughs> just absolutely pulverized. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it was, but there was something about like the like the proximity of of, of them, or was it like the action? Was it the motion itself of, of the wrestling? The motion itself, the way that he just jumps on him and brings him straight to the ground. Instant, instantaneous. You like, Immediately you like knocks pin. Megatron helpless. Megatron's just like, oh, I'm, oh. <laughs> You're not topping this one, buddy. <laughs> Alright, David, what is your wheeljack off to that later moment? My moment was when Starscream topped uh, Optimus. <laughs> it's only for a split second, but it does happen, and I still hold that it's because he's trying to get back at Megatron for not uh, appreciating him. So he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna top Optimus, and then he just jumps on him, like, crotch first. <laughs> Toptimus. Toptimus. Do you think that the the subtext of the professional and personal jealousy makes that moment hotter? I th I think so. I think the jealousy does make it hotter. Um. Okay. <laughs> just I just <laughs> just I just I think if it wasn't there, I would have seen it more as just like. A combat move, but no. With it there, I see it as him going crotch first at Optimus. Starscream trying to seduce Optimus. It's just him running at him with his dick out. It's just <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. He's only been in abusive relationships. To, that's all he knows how to do. <laughs> oh god. Oh, it's turning this hot moment kind of sad now. What? This hot moment's kind of gotten a little sad. Got me crying in the club <laughs> mine, right now. Mine got turned sad. Let's end this. <laughs> okay. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into Robots and to Guys. Really, thank you so much for listening. Um, thank you so much. Thank, thank you so much. much. Thank you. Juju, oh. where can people find you on the internet? People can find me at Gigi Vines. That's two G's and two E's, everybody. And vines like grapevines. Um, that's my name. That's my real name. Right, David. <laughs> where can people, where can people uh, dunk on you? Well, you can find me at one kiddo take one on Instagram. But more importantly, we got a bigger news than that, which is on Instagram. You can now find our official Instagram page at oh! Robots into Guys. <laughs> Fantastic. We post, all I've been doing is posting uh, me putting my uh, Transformer figures in gay positions and kissing each other. I, got, I mean, you know, if you like this show, that, then that is exactly the visual counterpart uh, to it mm -hmm. that we have on offer. Um, it's the content you crave, the content you love. Where um, can people find you, Jordan? Uh, people can go ahead and find me on Twitter at Elefante Triple One. That's E L E F A N T E Triple One. 
I just wrapped up um, a um, an, ent an entire month of watching movies directed by women, so I'm going to be posting my top first views from that, and then there's probably going to be an article on the twi on my Twitter uh, later on next month. Ooh. I just want to say I love Jordan's Twitter. Hit that shit up. Hit that shit up. And then... If you want to find us, this, literally this, what you're listening to, you can find us on Apple Podcasts now, and mm -hmm. all everything we've made, and you can also find us on Spotify. And uh, please, uh, please, get, please give us positive reviews. Five stars are the best, and if you just want to use your review to write slash fic, we will read it on it. Definitely. May everyone hold as strong as... Trailbreaker under the acid rain. <laughs> All of you hold as strong as Trailbreaker under the acid rain. Stay safe out there. Uh, we love you all. Are we gonna try to do the song in unison this time? We could try. Okay. Trans. Three, two. Wait. No, okay. No, you got it. Okay, we're gonna do it on go. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Transformers. Robots into guys. Guys. All right. We, we did it, and then we fell apart. I actually yeah, we'll, tried. We'll get it eventually.